Good morning to all. This is DC Brown. And this is The Word, Monday Motivation. Oh yeah, another week, another time, another opportunity. And uh, I just want to talk for a minute this morning on your dreams. Now I know that this time of season, a lot of people are down you know some are depressed some are missing loved ones who have passed away some are suffering from this pandemic that we're in I get it man trust me I get it but with this time you know how with the holiday season being here it's it's always time it's always a time that people will reflect on their losses and uh, reflect on, you know, their loved ones that have, that have went on. But let me just encourage you right now to just dig deep and don't focus on the fact that they're gone. Focus on the time that you had with that loved one. Listen, I know that's rough. But focus on the time that you have. When you think of them, don't don't think of images of them going down or images of them in hospital beds or images of them in, in caskets. When you think of them, think of the good times. Think of the, the, the things they used to say that made you laugh. Think about the times that you had with them. And cherish those memories. Let those memories minister to your heart and keep you moving because the fact is they're gone but you're here and as long as you are here you have an opportunity you have a platform to be great to live your best life that is what God wants from you. God doesn't want you down and depressed and in the dumps. God actually wants you to give that burden, give that pressure, give that stress to him because he can bear it, but we can't. That's what he's there for. So turn it over to God and find a way to keep moving forward based on those good memories man I have some some good memories of some people that were close to me that have passed on and those memories you know they they bring a smile to my face sometimes you know I laugh out loud thinking about those times that I spent those phrases there's those funny moments those are the things that you meditate on meditate on the good and not the bad and if you find yourself where you need some outside help outside of your circle then go get some professional help listen I'm black as you know and I'm talking to everyone but let's put an asterisk by black people right now because in our culture it's frowned upon to go get professional help. Oh, you oh, something's wrong with you, or he or she's crazy. 
Yeah, that's that crazy woman. That's that crazy dude. You don't, don't fool with him. Listen, let me tell you something. If you're not getting the help, if you're not able to move forward, yes, you seek the Father, you seek God. But also, even as a, as a believer, if you feel like you need professional help outside of your circle, you, you know, you can always go to your pastor. Outside of that, if you if you feel like you need professional help outside of the church, go see someone. Go speak with someone that that your breakthrough could be waiting in that in that office with that professional or some combination of, of all three. The point is, do what you have to do, not what's popular, not what people will, will talk about, talk against you. You take care of you and you keep moving forward. OK. All right. So I want to get that out of the way because it is the holiday season and I understand some people are hurting. But what I really want to get into is waking up your dreams. And, you know, they can go hand in hand because that depression could be holding you back right now. That sadness could be creating procrastination and and keeping you away from the things that you really want out of life. Everyone has dreams. Everyone has things that they want to do, that they want to accomplish. But a lot of us, we've put those things on the shelf. We've, 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 we're living this game of life, but our, and we're in the game, but our dreams are on the bench. So it's time to go to the locker room, gather yourself, come back out, get your dreams off that bench and put them to work. Dreams are nothing more than a series of goals. Dreams are the end point of, of a series of goals. So you take one, two, three, four goals and they are progressive. Once you accomplish one, then you move to two. Accomplish two, move to three, and so on until you get to the point where your dream is manifested. Now you got to do two things. One, you got to believe. You got to believe. If you believe, it will become a reality. And two, you have to do the work. Both combined. You will get there. Whatever it is you want to do, Whatever it is that God has called you to do, whatever gift that God has given you to present to the world, get it off the shelf. Don't let your dreams die with you. The late, great Miles Monroe used to say that the most prosperous place on earth is the cemetery. Because that's where all of the gifts, all of the dreams, they're laid to rest. Think about this. I don't care how big or how small you think it is. If you have a recipe for a dessert or 
a dish that everyone loves. You're the one that people come to to make this thing. You're the one that people come to in the family. Hey, and outside of the family. Hey, are you making this this year? Or hey, can you make this this thing right here for me? They love this thing, whatever it may be. It could be a cake, it could be a lasagna, whatever it is. It is beloved. Well, guess what? If you never share that recipe with a family member, with your child, then that recipe, it goes to the grave with you. And then it becomes a memory. Man, I remember when uh, Aunt Judy used to make that sweet potato pie. And now no one in the family knows how to make that sweet potato pie. And now Aunt Judy's gone. So that gift, that gift is gone. We have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to not let your gifts die with you. We're supposed to leave it all on the table. And especially if we have children, and most of us do, you realize that our children are supposed to outrun us. Our children are are supposed to outperform us. We don't need to leave nothing for our children. And no, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about legacy, spiritual legacy, as well as natural legacy. We need to leave our children at a point where they're not starting from ground zero. We need to sow everything we have, every gift we have into our children and bring out their gifts, learn their gifts and help them even as children to nurture those gifts and present those gifts to the world for God's glory. That is our responsibility. That is what we are called to do. So some may say, man, I I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know my gift. Look at your life. Examine your life. Look at the things that you do extraordinarily well. Look at your comfort zones, things that you can do easily and comfortably. It's not hard for you to do. You can just sing. Never went uh, and taken any type of uh, uh, classes, but you can just sing. You can just draw. Never went to school for it. You can draw anything by memory. Those are gifts. And those gifts according to the word of God, will bring you before great men. And I believe the word. The problem is we make excuses. Let's be honest. I don't have the money. Sometimes it doesn't even take money. It just takes effort. If you're not making any money on it right now, just start doing it and stacking up content. Just start doing it and stacking up products. Whatever it may be that you're in, just start building it up. You don't have to make money on it right now. Just start building it up and keep moving forward. The more you perfect your gift, the more you you cultivate your gift, the closer you get to success, the closer you get to glory, the closer you get to your dream manifesting. Well, I, I'm I'm not gonna make it in this, or, or you know, uh, my supervisor won't let me do this, or, or you know, my my girlfriend, you know, she's not gonna be on, or my my husband is not. Let me tell you something. 
you can't stop the gift of God. Get your gift off the shelf. Put it on your back. Get in the game and play. The only only power that people have over you. Listen to me now. The only power that people have over you is the power that you give them. Stop giving people your power. Stop giving people your time that don't deserve your time. It's time to focus on you because your gift is waiting for you. Your dream is out there waiting for you. It's just on the shelf. Blow the dust off. Resurrect the dream. And get it moving. Last thing I want to say is understand. Understand this. Let me just do this. Think about this person that you admire. Think about this celebrity that you have on a pedestal that can't nobody say anything about or or you're going to get mad or this person that this celebrity that you feel like you relate to or this, or this celebrity that you feel like oh that's my sister or that's my that's my brother that's my dog I can hang with them I, 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 under, I understand their music and it relates to my life and yeah 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 whoever it may be whatever entertainer whoever it may be athlete whoever it may be Poet, do you have this person in your head? Because I want you to imagine this person. I want you to get a few names in your head if you have a few. And I want you to get pull this person out of that hat. Who you admire, who you think is all that. You got it? Okay. Do you know the difference? First of all, think about that person. Think about what they do. Think about their status. Think about their economic status. Think about their influence. Think about the person. Okay, now you're ready. Let's go. Question. What is the difference between that person, fill in the blank, and you? Now, most of you just had a thought and said, well, I mean, they got money. They have money. You know, they they worth $200 million, $500 million. They have, you know, millions of followers, resources that I don't have. I guarantee most of you thought about money. And practically, that's one of the differences. But the biggest difference, I want you to really think about this, what I'm about to say. The biggest difference between that person that you have And you is that they did not stop until their dream was fulfilled. Beyonce had a dream to bring her entertainment, musical talent and present it to the world. Started off in the group Destiny's Child ended up going solo. You know, that's a normal path. But if you go way back, she was singing in malls in uh, Houston. I think they're from Houston. She was singing in malls for chump change or for free, doing little events 
birthday parties and whatnot. Not making any money, but cultivating. Cultivating what they thought was her gift. Now, her parents even got on board because she's a child at the time. So they leave jobs. I think her dad was some big time executive. They leave jobs and move from the suburbs to an apartment, a small, like two bedroom apartment or something. Smaller than their house that they had, a lot smaller, and sacrificed. And put the work in. And never stopped believing until she became Beyonce. Then, yeah, then she's just maintaining. Then she has more resources that she can do other things and reach more people or and make music or make uh, movies or videos or whatever it is she wants to do. She can do that. But it didn't start that way. So we can think that these people are so special and they're so different. They're not. The only difference is they kept going and we put our stuff on the shelf. I'm in Alabama, SEC country. Most people, uh, football is huge down here. And most people, my, in most people's minds in this state, there are two schools, three at the most, Alabama, Auburn, and UAB. When it comes to football now, you meet somebody down here. If you're out of state and you come to Alabama, you meet somebody and they don't know you're from here. They're going to say, and they know you're not from here. They're going to say, hey, you got to choose a side. You're going to be like, what, what are you talking about? Well, who are you going to go for? Auburn, Alabama. It's that deep down here. And that so deep that uh, a former Auburn football coach is now a senator for the state. And you know, no, you know what? I'm not. I'm not talking about that today. I'm. I'm not going down that. I'm not going down that road. Not today. I'm going to leave that alone and stick to the subject. So let me close with a story since we're on football. Uh, I'm gonna tell you a story about it, about a, about a uh, a guy that people know all over the country. Football coach, a successful one, Nicholas Lou Saban Jr., better known as Nick Saban. Now, Nick Saban, I can remember. I'm a Nebraska football fan. I can remember when Nick Saban came to Michigan State. It was highly anticipated that he would uh, restore the program. He was not the Nick Saban of today. You have to take yourself back to uh, 1995. He was not the guy he is today. His program was not on the level that it's ran today. But he was known to be a very sharp, up-and-coming coach. His first game in Michigan State. They play Nebraska. Nebraska is coming off a national championship in 94. Well, they're the 95 champs. I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. (laughs) I'm patiently waiting. 
But anyway, uh, first game is against Nebraska. And Nick Saban suffered one of his worst losses to date. 50 to 10. He goes, uh, when he meets with the legendary coach from Nebraska, the Nick Saban of Nebraska, who's been retired, Tom Osborne. He tells Tom Osborne after, hey, man, you know, good game, blah, blah, blah. He tells Osborne, man, I don't know. I don't know if this is a, I don't know if this is going to work or something like that. He wasn't going to quit, but he was, he just said something that was discouraging. That's my point. He said something, he was discouraged. Like, man, you know, I come and I, you know, I'm starting this program and I, you know, this is not, you know, maybe I I thought I would win, but I'm sure he thought he would win. Every athlete coach, they think they're going to win or at least be competitive, but to get just destroyed like that. Nick Saban was a little down. So Tom Osborne told him, look, man, there are all Americans and NFL players all over my roster. You keep at it. You'll be just fine. It's one game. Now, Nick Saban went on to take Michigan State to a higher level, not a peak level, but just a little better. They they were consistently in bowl games. They were falling a little short. So he he improved uh, Michigan State. He goes to LSU, wins a national championship, goes to the NFL, does not do well with the Dolphins, does not do well at all. Comes back to college again, says, says to himself, man, this is where I, I need to be. He is not left, to, he has not uh, even thought about going to the NFL anymore. I am sure, could be wrong, don't know him personally, but I'm just looking at his career from the surface. College football is where he needs to be. So he's taking, he's taking those failures. This is my point. He's taking those failures and now he's built a program that is so strong that even when he leaves, they'll be in good shape for a few years because the program is on cruise control from every aspect of the program. Now, that same Nick Saban, who was just another sharp guy up and coming, is is now widely considered one of the best, if not the best, college football coaches ever. Ever. So when the losses come, and they will come, you can be discouraged, but don't you dare stop moving. Don't you dare stop moving forward. Don't you dare give up on your dreams. You take your dreams and you run with them. Full steam ahead. And you don't stop until it is manifested. I am DC Brown, and this is the word.